This week on Sexually Woke with Dr. Susan, I'm talking about why we get fat around the middle in perimenopause and menopause and what we can do about it. Thank you for joining me on this week's episode of Sexually Woke with me, Dr. Susan. And this week it's just me. I don't have a guest. I just wanted to talk about one of the things that comes up the most often in my office, which is why do we get fat during perimenopause? And out of all of the complaints that I hear in my office, that is absolutely the most common one. Every single woman, and I can't even think of an exception, who comes in to see me who is in the 40 plus age group is upset, somehow not happy or otherwise displeased with the fact that she's getting fat. And this includes me. It happened to me as well. Now, those of you who know me know that I might not look fat, you know, I'm have a slender frame. But by getting fat, I mean that we're gaining more body fat as a percentage of our total weight. And then we're also losing less muscle. So where that usually shows up is a tire around the middle. We all know about that, right? So this happened to me when I was about 47. I've always been able to control my weight and I exercise and I eat right. And I've heard this so many times and all of you know what this is like. Um, I would maybe have a vacation, like you go on a cruise or a trip to Italy with your girlfriends or somewhere where you know you're going to gain five pounds because you're going to eat and drink everything in sight. And that's okay because you've calculated that when you get back, you can lose that five pounds in a week just by doing a couple of minor modifications, maybe skipping dinner, not drinking. And I've done that my whole life. I've been able to control my weight and you know, know that I'm going to go on a cruise and gain five pounds and come back and lose the weight in a week. And all of a sudden around mid forties, that wasn't working anymore. If I gained five pounds, that was not coming off. I mean, it just, losing weight became impossible. Like you're practically starving yourself. You're exercising twice a day. So why does this happen? Why do we get fat in perimenopause? And why is it almost always in a tire around the middle? So the answer to that, there's a lot of science around, actually. And so if you've had that happen to you, the most important thing I want you to know is, first of all, you're not alone. That's happened to every single woman in their mid-40s. I can't even think of an exception. Every single one who I've ever seen. And it also happened to me. And then secondly, that there are reasons why this happens, and then there are solutions to help with this problem. And so, you know, we could all say, We love ourselves as we are, and our bodies are changing. We're just getting older, and this is a new shape that we're going to be, and and, and we're just totally okay with that, and we accept and love ourselves. And that's a beautiful thing, but I am not enlightened yet, and I personally couldn't get there, and I, I, I really wanted it to go back to how it was before. And so I think we have to find a balance between wanting it to go back to how it was before and accepting that we have a new age and a new shape, and somewhere in the middle is where probably peace and harmony lie. But for sure, I didn't want to just accept that I was gaining, you know, two, three, four percent body fat every year. And I I will tell you, and I've told many people this, it sounds crazy, but a lot of us have these thoughts. I was getting fatter so quickly that I had this psychotic idea that I would one day get out of bed in the morning and I'd go look in my mirror and I'd be 200 pounds. And so every morning when I was 47, I would look in the mirror and be like, oh, thank God, not today. Like, I mean, it's really felt so out of control that it was just going to explode into some kind of fat suit that I couldn't get off. And, And this is someone, me, who's not, I don't weigh a lot of pounds on the scale, but my body fat percentage got up so high 
for someone who's very athletic and eats well. And it's incredibly upsetting because we feel like we can't control it. And I hear this all the time, this, this fear that we're just going down a path that we can't control. And this truly happens. And there's several reasons that we know about. There's probably a hundred that we don't know about. But let me talk to you about the reasons that we know about why we get fat in perimenopause and then what we can do about it. So there's three primary reasons that, that we know about that are scientific. And so those of you who know me know I went to a real medical school, like top 10 med school. I went to Baylor College of Medicine. Like everything that I teach and everything that I talk about is based in science. I'm not going to tell you anything that isn't backed by studies. So this is science. So three scientific reasons that we know why women in perimenopause and menopause get fat around the middle. So let's just name it. We do. Uh, one is our testosterone level drops. So uh, we've talked about this so many times on this podcast, but it's really important to remember that testosterone is one of the primary hormones that we make in our ovaries. And this might sound like a review because if you've listened to this podcast, you know this already, but testosterone is not a male hormone. That's a, a very simple misconception that testosterone is for men and estrogen is for women. But actually, testosterone and estrogen are both present in the bloodstream of men and both in the bloodstream of women. But of course, we have different levels. So for both men and women, testosterone peaks at around age 25 to 30. And men produce it in their testicles. We produce it in our ovaries. And then it slowly declines over time. So it's not like a you know, drop off a cliff like estrogen levels are when we go through menopause. It's a slow decline. So suffice to say, if you are over 35, or even 30 for that matter, uh, your testosterone is lower than it was when you were younger. So every single person who is 45, 50, 55 is living in a state of testosterone deficiency. And what happens when we live in a state of testosterone deficiency? Many things. One is that we lose muscle. So the history of every single person, including me, is that as we get older, we lose muscle mass. And you can work out till the cows come home. And I, I've done that. I'm an Ironman triathlete. I do every kind of sport and activity known to man. So I'm swimming, biking, running, soul cycle, lifting weights, doing Legree and Pilates and playing tennis. And I'm simultaneously losing muscle, which sounds very unfair. And it felt very unfair. But I have a body composition machine in my office, and so I could actually document this process happening. And uh, many other scientists have done the same thing, where we, we put people on a body comp machine, and we can see that our muscle mass declines with age, and our body fat percentage goes up. So body fat percentage means, so for example, if you have 25% body fat, that means 25% of your weight is made of fat. And that's perfectly great um, because 25% for women would be a very good place to be. Uh, but as we get older, 25% turns into 28, 30, 35, 40. And before long, if you look at little old ladies like my mom, who's 80, almost 88, uh, she is basically made of skin and fat and bone, no muscle at all. And this is a progression that happens. And we can say that it's normal because normal means more common than not, right? But it's certainly not optimal. So one of the reasons we get fat is that our testosterone levels drop. And when that happens, we lose muscle mass. So when we lose muscle mass, our basal metabolic rate drops. And so that's the number of calories that we need 
to exist. So our basal metabolic rate is the number of calories that we would need if we just sat on the couch all day and did nothing, just to breathe, have our organs work, heartbeat, digest our food, not exercising or anything like that, just, just to live. And basal metabolic rate is very largely tied to muscle mass because muscles burn more calories at rest than fat. They burn a lot more. So if you're a person with a lot of muscle and less fat, you're going to burn a lot more calories just sitting on the couch watching TV than someone who has less muscle and more fat. So obviously, as we age and we lose muscle, our basal metabolic rate drops, so we need fewer calories to exist. So if you're 40 and you can eat, let's just say, you know, often we hear 2,000 calories. Well, I don't know many women who can eat 2,000 calories unless they're working out for an hour or two a day. But let's just say 2,000 calories. Well, once you lose muscle between 40 and 50, now you can only eat 1,000 calories a day. So if you've continued eating 2,000 calories a day, and I understand those are made-up numbers, but let's just, we're playing a game here. If you continued eating what you were eating before, you're going to gain weight, and you're going to gain weight pretty fast because that drop-off in basal metabolic rate is pretty significant. And if you don't change your eating habits dramatically, you will gain weight. And I don't want to change my eating habits dramatically. You know, I want to enjoy food. Food is a wonderful part of life. It's part of the joy of living. And so dropping testosterone, losing muscle mass, that is a big problem, not only for sex drive, energy, bone preservation, breast cancer reduction, lots of things. And some of the previous podcasts have talked more in detail about the benefits of testosterone, but we're talking about why we get fat here. So why we get fat is we lose muscle. So that's number one. We lose muscle and that's primarily because our testosterone drops. So when patients come to see me and they are complaining about getting fat around the middle, the first thing I'm going to look at is what's your testosterone level and how can we optimize it so that we can slow down and even reverse this process of muscle atrophy, which leads to needing fewer calories to exist. Number two is more often than not, our thyroid gland, which is not related to the ovaries. Most of us know that's located in your neck. So our thyroid is the organ that basically controls our metabolic rate. So our thyroid gland does lots of things, but uh, bottom line is uh, when it's functioning well, our metabolism is going to be optimal and we're feeling good. We have energy, our GI system's working optimally, our brain's working optimally. When our thyroid is low, there are thousands of symptoms, but common ones are uh, gaining weight, feeling tired, even when you've had a good sleep, uh, dryness of everything, dry skin, dry hair, thinning and drying nails, hair loss, gastrointestinal system slows down. So we get constipated. Think about thyroid as just everything slows down, including our metabolism. So now our thyroid is working suboptimally. Sometimes our thyroid works suboptimally because many of us, about 10% of us have developed during our lives an antibody, like an auto antibody. This is an antibody we have in our bloodstream that actually attacks our own thyroid. And some people call that Hashimoto's thyroid condition, disease, I like to call it condition. Uh, but it's an autoimmune condition where we have an antibody that attacks our own thyroid. So that's a significant thing. It's very common if you haven't had that checked. We check it in all of our patients because it's so common. But even if you don't have the antibody, many of us, like myself, have a sluggish thyroid just because it's old. So I've said this many times that my impression of the universe is that humans were not designed to live past 50. You know, until 200 years ago, we did not live past 50. So this whole idea of living past 50 is pretty new. 
and parts of our body were not really programmed to live this long. So, of course, our ovaries die at an average of age 51 or 50. Our thyroid gland doesn't die, but it's, it's operating at a very suboptimal level. So when our thyroid is kind of, you know, chugging along, but not really optimal, the number of calories that we need to burn drops. We feel tired. You know, we get fatter because we're not burning as many calories. Hair loss, dry skin, constipation. Sometimes we feel cold when other people don't. So the thyroid gland is vital to be optimal. And so most really good physicians who specialize in hormone optimization will look at your thyroid levels in a blood test in a very critical manner. They're not just going to look and see if it falls within the so-called normal range, which is very, very large. They're going to really look at what your actual free circulating thyroid hormone levels are and see if they're optimal. They want to be average or above average. If you're you know, below average, your doctor might still say you're normal, but you don't feel great because you could still be within the normal range and you might have lost 50% of your thyroid function. You might have been 70%, you know, maybe you were a little above average when you were younger and now you're below average and you might have lost half your thyroid function and your doctor will still say you're normal and, and it doesn't feel very good because you're gaining 10 pounds every year. So we really want to critically look at what your free circulating thyroid hormone levels are because that's the second reason why we get fat around the middle because our thyroid's low. The third reason, and there may be more, but these are the only three that we know of so far or that I know of so far, is that our cortisol levels, which is a stress hormone, are high when we're perimenopausal. And one of the most common reasons why they're high is because we don't sleep well. Uh, I did not know this, and I had to learn it by going through it myself. We're not taught this in med school, but simply not sleeping well, chronic insomnia or broken sleep is a very stressful situation to our body. So I imagine myself being a cavewoman, you know, sleeping with one eye open, waiting for the next tribe to come over and kill me. I'm sleeping with one eye open in a very light sleep, probably waking up a lot for every little sound because I'm worried that I'm going to get murdered, ready to run at any time. We have a very high level of cortisol because that's the hormone that allows us to swiftly move into fight or flight if there is an emergency. So, you know, this is a very clever adaptation that our creator gave us, that if we are chronically living with stress, especially insomnia, which is something that happens during perimenopause to most of us, our ancient brain thinks that there's danger. And so our cortisol level goes up because we think there's going to be a famine or a war or some other very scary thing happening. We store fat around the middle, and that would be a super good idea if you were a cave person about to be attacked by the tribe next door, because then you could survive for a long time out in the desert. But you know, living in modern uh, Western culture, we really don't need that anymore. You know, our bodies are incredibly intelligent, uh, but they're working off some information that's a little bit outdated. So chronic insomnia or broken sleep, which is very typical for perimenopause and menopause, elevates our cortisol, and that's the third reason why we get fat around menopause. And even if you sleep well, which you might, you're so lucky if you do, our lives in this uh, society are just by nature very stressful, especially around menopause, because you know we've talked so many times about how menopause is such a melting pot of different stressors. You know, our kids are leaving, our parents are getting sick and dying, our relationships are changing. We've probably reached the pinnacle of our career. We're wondering what our next act's going to be. We may be getting illnesses ourselves, breast cancer, or other ways that we're not as 
able physically anymore. Uh, so all of these things happen right around the same time, 45 to 50, as our hormones change. So it's a very, very stressful time for obvious reasons. And so high cortisol is pretty much what we live with. And we can address cortisol by doing all the things that we already know, which we might want to do, like yoga and meditation and self-awareness work that lowers our stress and better ways to manage stress and managing our work time. And all these things are fantastic. But super important, we have to sleep. Because out of all the things that we can do, if you could pick one of those things to do, and I would personally hate to give up yoga, meditation, and all those other things. But if I, if I could pick one of those things, I would pick to sleep for eight hours a night because that is critical, absolutely critical, if you want to not gain fat around the middle and have all kinds of other health issues related to aging. So just as a review, why do we get fat in perimenopause and menopause? We have low testosterone, low thyroid, high cortisol. All of those things together add up to fat storing around the middle. And so we consistently see in almost every patient with almost out exception that on a body composition machine, our body fat percentage goes up. That means the percentage of our total weight that's made of fat and our muscle mass goes down. So we've got to turn that around. So how do we turn that around so that we're losing body fat and increasing muscle? Because that's the key to everything when it comes to feeling good about our bodies. And, and I'm not suggesting we have to be a certain weight or even a certain body fat percentage, but I am suggesting that we don't want it to continue moving in a direction that's not healthy. So the unhealthy direction is more body fat, less muscle. The healthy direction is more muscle, less body fat. So how do we do that? Well, it's really quite simple. We want to address those three things, testosterone, thyroid, cortisol. So first of all, we want to optimize our testosterone so that we can stop this process of muscle loss and even turn it around and start gaining muscle again because then we start burning more calories at rest. Not only that, we feel stronger. We look more youthful. We feel more sexy. And so that can be achieved with bioidentical testosterone pellets, which I take myself. And I've said this like so many times, but when I started taking testosterone myself and I was already an athlete and eating well, so I didn't change anything at all except I added testosterone and within six months, I gained five pounds of muscle and lost five pounds of fat. And that might not sound like very much, but that's a dramatic amount to someone who is in my size frame, which is quite small. So my scale still said 125 pounds, yet my body was completely different. My sense of self was different. My strength was different. My sex drive was different. And more importantly, my basal metabolic rate had increased dramatically just by taking testosterone. And then we already know that testosterone reduces the risk of breast cancer, improves sex drive, improves general feelings of wellness and energy, and all the other things we've talked about. So number one, if you don't want to be fat in perimenopause and menopause, we have to optimize your testosterone. Number two, we've got to optimize our thyroid function. And so in my practice and, and many physicians who understand endocrinology in detail, we don't, we don't check thyroid just on a very high level helicopter level, uh, we, we really dig in and check what are the free circulating levels of hormone in your bloodstream. And so if you're having your thyroid checked by your physician, I would ask them to do that because um, if they're just checking what's called a thyroid stimulating hormone, which is a very, very high level cursory check, it may very well look normal, 
and it might completely miss that you have an antithyroid antibody or that your free circulating levels of thyroid are actually quite low. And so it's very important to check into that in detail and then to optimize it. Now, we, we don't want to make your thyroid too high because, of course, that's a, a different type of not feeling good. Uh, but having thyroid function that's at least 50th percentile would be really great. And if you're struggling with your weight, even a little higher than that is fine. We you know, certainly often say hormones are like soup. You don't want to put too much salt in the soup or too little. It just has to be just the right amount. But if your thyroid is functioning suboptimally, it might look absolutely normal on the piece of paper that the lab prints because it might fall within normal range. But again, you might have lost 50% of your thyroid function and still fall in the normal range. So we've got to look critically at those numbers and not just look for the numbers that shoot over to the side, 911 emergency abnormal. Maybe it's not in that category. It might just be quite a bit lower than it was before. So got to fix your testosterone and we have to optimize your thyroid. And then thirdly, we have to learn how to sleep again. And you're listening to someone who has chronic insomnia that started when I was 16 and didn't really ever get better, especially when I went into obstetrics and worked for years in a career where sleeping wasn't valued. You know, we would say, I'll sleep when you're dead and all that kind of stuff. Sleeping wasn't valued. So sleep to me when I was younger was something that I did when I had run out of other things to do. So I'd work late, get up early, maybe I'd sleep in the middle, but sleep wasn't sort of carved out as a very sacred space. And now, knowing what I know now, as a 54-year-old menopausal medicine specialist, I can tell you that it's absolutely critical to make sleep as important as anything else that you do, or maybe more important than everything else that you do. Because if we don't carve out sleep time and make it sacred, nothing else works. So in my case, as a chronic insomniac, if you had told me five years ago that I would sleep for eight hours a night, I would have told you you were crazy because I'd never done that. I mean, not since I was a little kid. But now, and I can't say it always works, but I, you know, between sort of 10 p.m. and 6 a.m., that's my sacred sleep time. I have a wind-down routine that starts about 8.30. I take a bath. I have a glass of wine. You know, you may not want to have a glass of wine, but in my case, that works. I take my progesterone, which helps me to sleep. I take my uh, deep sleep medicine from BioT, which is a combination of melatonin and a bunch of other plant products that helps to induce a deep sleep. So by the time I go to bed at 10 o'clock and I don't do screens in the bedroom and all of those things, I'm able to fall asleep and for the most part stay asleep until around six. And so that is sacred time. And if we don't sleep for eight hours a night, and most of us don't, you know, I, I have myself and many patients tell me, oh, I sleep. Okay. I sleep for five or six hours a night and I've done that forever. That is not enough. So we wonder why we're getting fat around the middle and why we're having changes in our memory and changes in our brain function and moods and sex drive. And the first thing we've got to look at is how much we're sleeping because it's so critical and it will mess up all of those things. So I'm not preaching as someone who's done this my whole life because like I said, I've never slept my whole life and, until a few years ago when I got my hormones balanced. But sleeping well and having a deep sleep and then waking up feeling rested is the most amazing feeling that you'll ever have. And so I wish that for everyone. And as a side effect, that causes our cortisol to drop and it stops this process of getting fat around the middle, which is something that nobody likes. So pretty simple, sounds like, right? I know none of this is simple because these are really major lifestyle transformations. But if we truly are committed 
So working on this getting fat around the middle situation, which I am, because I don't like it. We need to optimize our testosterone. We need to optimize our thyroid, and we need to sleep well and then reduce stress in our lives however we are able, and that will lower cortisol. And when we do that, and I see this every day in my practice, our patients will come in and they're body fat percentage is dropping. My personal body fat dropped from 32% to 22%. That's a really great feeling. And my muscle mass increased by five pounds. And that's a really great feeling. And I didn't do anything differently. I just stopped. I did all those things that I'm telling you. So this is something anyone can do. It's not limited to people who are small framed and Ironman athletes. It's anybody can do this. And we just feel so much better. And that's what we're talking about here on the Sexually Woke podcast is how to optimize feeling well and living in our fullest aliveness. And how this ties together with sexuality is pretty darn straightforward. The number one biggest libido killer for women is body image issues, which are almost always circulating around weight. And I'm not saying everyone should be skinny or that everyone should be the weight that she wants to be. And in as much as we're not feeling good about the way our body looks, regarding our weight that has a massive effect on our sex drive. And so that's how it all ties together. So now you know the three things. You're not crazy. If you're gaining weight and getting fat around the middle and you're not doing anything different, I I know you're not. You are eating the same things. You are exercising like you used to. And when you see your regular doctor and they tell you, well, you must just be closet eating or maybe you need to write a food diary or maybe you just need to see a psychologist, that's incredibly dismissive. And it's not validating what's really happening, which is like, you're not listening to me. I'm doing all those things and I'm still getting fatter and it's depressing and I feel crazy and I hate it. And now I don't want to have sex and I hear you and I believe you. You can change it if you want to. And so that's how you do it. And we can do it in our office or you can ask your doctor to do it. But that is why we get fat around the middle in our 40s. And that is how we can change it. And I'm so excited to be part of changing that for so many patients with them as a supporter and collaborator. And I would love to do that for you too. So you can visit us at completemidlifewellnesscenter.com and we will help you to get control of gaining fat around the middle, just like I did for myself. See you next week.